With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. News team, assemble! And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. If you're still alive, with Ice Mageddon on the way, welcome back. It is the unofficial 40 podcast from... Soonerscoop.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Gary Murdoch, uh, along with Josh McQuistian and Eddie Radosevich for another edition of the Unofficial 40. Bob Prisbillo is on baby duty today because of all the weather that we're having here in Oklahoma. Uh, Josh, you're really missing out. I'm sure the girls would love all the snow coming down. Um, but first off, we start with Big Bread, Big Dairy trying to take out uh, Eddie Radosevich yesterday. What a day you had yesterday, Eddie. And I turned Eddie completely off. Sorry, Eddie, what a day you had yesterday. I swear I'm not trying to do like a big cat uh, Billy football thing here. <laughs> and Eddie is gone. <laughs> wow. Let's Tell us about your day, Eddie. What a start we are having to the show. Hello. Are you there? Yeah, I, I I didn't hear anything for like five minutes. I don't know what happened. Could be that my well, my internet went down. Josh would have been gone. Uh, no, I, I I was saying I wasn't trying to do a a big cat Billy football thing here. I mean, I really was trying to go to you. Um, anyway, uh, Big Bread Big Dairy tries to take you down yesterday. Uh, tell us what happened, Eddie. Uh, well, I was or riding was into it? the radio station at the crack of dawn and. I stop every day at the on-queue on 23rd, so I was getting back onto the highway, uh, onto, I guess, what is that, 235, and uh, I just, it, I, I don't really know what happened. I wasn't going fast, caught a little bit of a uh, slick spot, and basically ran my ass into a curb and f***ed up my car, so I had to deal with that yesterday. It was, it was the perfect day to go get a, uh, or be in need of a tow truck. Let me tell you. Because <laughs> you waited, what, like three hours? Uh, yeah, I mean, they told me two hours, which I completely understood. Uh, and the guy that picked me up and helped me out and took me up to uh, the shop was, uh, he was, he was awesome. So it was, uh, it was quite the event. Was it a better ride than our uh, Kansas State uh, trip? Tow guy? <laughs> Somewhat. But nothing will ever beat the trip back from Lubbock, which was actually the uh, Go Raiders game in which when you hit uh, we hit a deer on the way back to Dallas oh. uh, with a bunch of my fraternity brothers, including me driving Britt Banowski's 
a brand new Audi. So, and the deer ran out in front of us. So that was taking three guys in a two seat uh, or four people total in a two seat uh, truck from Wichita Falls to uh, Dallas was quite interesting. And it was no better way to meet the commissioner of Conference USA than uh, presenting myself and telling him that I wrecked his son's car. <laughs> Uh, the, yeah, that that would be a bad, a bad day. I would not have enjoyed. Slept that. in his sister's bed that night though, and she was pretty hot. She obviously wasn't there, but <laughs> uh, I was like, "Wow, <laughs> Dad's gonna be mom a lot more pissed off about that than the car." Yeah, the Banowskis <laughs> loved me. <laughs> oh man, uh, so or, or or was it? Is it maybe Mike Morgan had something to do with it? Uh, we're not we're not ruling anything out. I will tell you this: the next few days in Oklahoma should be very interesting as far as uh, the weather wars that are being thrown down. Dan Throkel just sending ricochet shots down the Turner Turnpike yesterday really kind of juiced me up. You know, I was told I should know this, and I probably shouldn't throw this out there, but I was told that Mike Morgan is responsible for Dan Threlkeld being fired. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. I think that there's definitely some uh, some hate there, and which is kind of funny because. I played for Dan Throkel in Little League football when he was here in Oklahoma City. His son was my age. Who has an animal? I have an. I have a puppy that is convinced it needs outside of the room it is in, and it. I'm like, <laughs> I, it's the worst when you have a puppy because like he has no. Con- I can't tell him anything. He's just like, whatever, dude. Quit snapping your damn fingers at me. Uh, but he wants out to go, I think, to get to a toy outside. And I'm like, sir, you're going to need to just chill your ass out. So Now, have you gotten that... past all the death potential with yeah. him? Okay. Oh, yeah. Now now it's just like, dude, you're kind of a butthole. You were kind of better when you were sick and just slept all the time. Like, that was that was pretty easy puppy life. Um, now I'm getting what real puppies are like, and he's a little butthole. He chews everything. He's uh, constantly like... Layla lives in fear of him, like, chewing her dresses because she runs past him and then he bites at her dress. So he's, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a puppy. He's a pain in the ass. Uh, very nice. Well, uh, you know, since we met last time, uh, I guess we should start with uh, commitments. I mean, let's just go right off the bat because that's what's going on right now. It's the only football we had really to talk about uh, leading up to the draft. But uh, Sooners get a big get. Uh, a guy that we've been watching for a while. Really, uh, he was at the same camp as Brock Vandegrift uh, when we first got to see him with our own eyes. Eddie and I were there. Uh, and a guy that, I mean, he was just one of the, It's like you go to a camp, you're like, that kid's a sophomore? And he was just dominating. Uh, but, you know, a guy that is a running back receiver, Relique Brown, uh, tw- class of 2022, I would say... He's kind. Of, wouldn't you say, Josh? He's kind of been targeted as is one of those kind of five star kids from the very beginning in that class. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's one of those guys that everybody knew about from an early age because there's always a couple freshmen that just that just shine on tape, and you can tell they're special. I I had to do our breakdown based on his freshman tape because he switched schools after his sophomore year, and I. I, I can only speculate why the sophomore tape isn't out there, but I'm going to guess there's some bad blood about him leaving the program, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. um, so there's no sophomore tape in existence, and obviously didn't get to play a junior year in California. So it, there's not a lot to go on. But even his freshman tape, you're like, that's a top 100 guy in the country. Like right now, he's a top 100 guy in the country. So he's had two years to get bigger, stronger, faster. I mean, there is 
there's plenty to like there right now. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's huge for Oklahoma. And like I said, what I like the most about him, and I've said it all along, is what OU can do with him. I mean, I you know, you go to some offenses, and he'd be successful. But Lincoln Riley and the way he likes to mix up personnel and change things and throw some different curveballs at you, you get a you're going to get a lot of variety. And like I said, he can he can be on the field, and a defense is going to have to gauge: is he going to be at running back? Is he going to be a receiver? Are they going to put him in motion? There's just a lot of things they can do to stress a defense just with him being on the field and what what they can do with him out of you know a lot of formations. And Eddie, I, just, I, I know that day at that camp, like, you know, obviously it was one of those deals where people showed up out of the woodwork because they knew Brock Vandegrift was going to be there. Sure. Uh, and so he was the story. And so much so that, you know, we really didn't pay that much of atten- that much attention to Ty Simpson, who was also at that camp. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like, they start doing one-on-ones and everybody just flocked to the field uh, and it wasn't long before I was like, oh, who's that kid? And it became the Relique Brown show. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because I was looking back uh, for the audio, that uh, the breakdown that Josh sent me. And, I mean, we have video of Relique Brown at the camp, but it's not like the full-fledged treatment that we would have given somebody if they were a Brock Vandergriff in that situation. Yeah. And you're right. It's like when they went to the one-on-one stuff, this guy with a white shirt and orange gloves just kept making every single play, every ball that uh, Vandergriff and threw. Embarrassing he people. He would run under it, and uh, it was, you know, needless to say, it was one of those impressions. It kind of reminded me a little bit of the way that DJ Graham impressed me and Bob at one of the summer camps, uh, maybe even the 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 year one year later, or maybe it was the same summer. It doesn't matter. But he he just kept making plays. And when that happens, it's like, okay, who is this kid? And obviously, come to find out, it's Relique Brown. And, you know, the rest is kind of history. Well, and it's it's almost like, was that the last time we were at a camp? I can't even remember. It's been so long. It's like, and there's kind of some talk that maybe there will be some camps coming back uh, through Rivals. I know Under Armour is planning on putting some together. So maybe... Just maybe we'll be back out on the circuit, which could not come soon enough if it did happen. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I would hope by June or July, you know, we could get out and do something, some type of camps. They had some camps here in Oklahoma, I guess, a year ago. Uh, you know, the, the really good one down in Duncan that we went to, uh, or Durant, excuse me, comes to mind. But, uh, it, you know, as far as, Josh, I wanted to ask you just as far as, like, the running back situation, how important was it to get for just flat out for DeMarco to get somebody on board? Oh, I think it's huge. I mean, you know, and that's one of those things where it can stop the narrative. I mean, and I, I, I thought there was too much assumed like, Oh, DeMarco Murray is DeMarco Murray. And every running back in the country wants to come play for him. No, I mean, it doesn't work like that, but I, I don't, I think it got so overblown because there were some things that were just beyond his control. And I, you know, I said it over and over again, um, the running back that ended up signing with Michigan last year, I think that guy probably ends up at Oklahoma. That's a Rivals 100 running back in a normal recruiting year. But the kid couldn't make a trip to Norman. He'd never seen it. And unlike Mario Williams and Kabange, he didn't want to make that choice. He didn't want to, you know, I'm going to go somewhere I've never seen before. That's an understandable reaction. I, like I said, I, I think it's huge for OU. It builds some momentum. It gives them some confidence. And it helps them also, guys. Like we talked about... 
when um, the receiver thing started happening. You know, you had Luther Burden jump on board, and then, you know, almost immediately you started hearing, okay, Talon Shetron's getting close. It allows you to go to these other running backs, which I, I think right now their two primary focuses are Javante Barnes out of uh, Las Vegas and Gavin Sawchuk out of uh, Colorado. Those two guys, they can go to them and be like, guys, we want you to be these guys. You can be part of this class. We want all three of you, and we're going to use Relique in some interesting ways. We're going to use you guys a little bit differently, and let that be your pitch. And you can say, hey, but we don't have, you know, we've already got one on the, one in the boat, man. We need a couple more, and we're done. And it allows, I mean, you don't want to get too high pressure, especially with the need they have at running back. But Oklahoma has been very clear through the years, with really the exception of last year and its oddness, that they want to be done with running back recruiting by, like, May or June. They don't want to go through the summer. They don't want to be worried about it into, into the season. And with the way things have played out the last two years, you can kind of understand why. I mean, because there's just too much they have to worry about and contend with if they don't know who their guys are going to be. Yeah, I just – I. <sighs> I, I understand if there are people that are going to be hesitant, like, okay, well, we've been here with Chase McClellan, and we were here with Kamar Wheaton, and, like, sure. it's, it's how do we know that somebody's not going to swoop in? And, and you've even said it. I mean, it's not Alabama that you have to worry about. It's about USC and maybe them kind of rebuilding the relationships with, you know, his school and all that stuff. Uh, and who knows what's going to happen when visits start happening and that, you know, they're, they're allowed. I mean, I think the world gets turned on its head once official visits start happening again with everybody. Am oh, I absolutely. Just, I mean, Oh, go ahead, Eddie. Oh, I was just going to say, am I imagining almost that it seems like when guys come from really strong programs, like a modern day, you don't see the, the I flipping. guess like the, the weirdness of a recruitment. Is that, is that just a broad generalization, I guess? There's some truth in that, but I think it's largely built on Eddie. There are people around you that know how recruiting works. You know, you sure. you, you look at the head coach at modern day, Bruce Rollinson, the guy that's been there forever and has coached, you know, I don't know, more five stars than, you know, most states have seen. Um, so it, it's kind of amazing what he's been able to do there. And, you know, I think you have some familiarity. You, you've you seen other guys go to these kind of programs. You know what it's like. You know, he doesn't have to go anywhere to ask a player what they think about LSU. Oh, yeah, we've got a sophomore that's there. Oh, well, what, are, what about Alabama? Oh, yeah, we've got a guy that signed there last year. I mean, there's so much familiarity with all these major programs that Relique Brown is being recruited by. I would almost expect it's trickier when it's like a kid signing with I don't know, San Jose State. You know, like they're like, well, we don't have a lot of familiarity with that because pretty much every guy that comes out of modern day and starts for us goes to Power Five. So it's uh, it, that would be a little bit more confusing, I'm guessing. But like I said, I think you're right, Eddie. And you you also have these coaches that they don't, at the high school level, they don't want to burn these college guys because they, they know I want you back here next year recruiting my wide receiver or my linebacker or whatever. And if you get a reputation as, well, these guys, their word doesn't mean anything, and they don't do, – I'm not saying schools are going to stop recruiting modern day, but you're going to eh, – I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. Like, I'd rather have a guy at another school that doesn't have a reputation of flip-flopping every year. 
I guess I have to put an asterisk out there for Alito because they are a really good program and there's been some weird shit that's happened over the last couple of years. <laughs> well, you know, and, and it looks like Oklahoma's Oklahoma, back in at, there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Uh, for those that don't know, it, it sounds a little like Oklahoma's making a legitimate run at Brian Allen, the, uh, the big-time safety. I think one of the best two or three safeties in the whole country. Uh, that actually, you know, and to add to his importance, his younger brother is already in line to be one of the better corners in his class in the 2024 class. So it is, I, and then I know those number of people are like 2024, man, that's recruiting right now. I mean, that guy's already got like three power five offers. Uh, so it is, it's going to be interesting. And I'm not telling anybody to get crazy at Alito because we don't, we don't know how that's going to go. But it does sound like Oklahoma, since his decommitment from LSU, is starting to make some inroads. Well, and let me ask you this, too, uh, speaking about 2022. Uh, and I guess this is, you know, a danger that anybody's going to run into. But when you stack up all these number one quarterbacks like OU has been doing, um, guys are, you know, quarter. I mean, we've talked about this a lot. The quarterback position is just so different from every other position. Uh, because guys literally are trying to it's not that they're afraid of competition sometimes guys just say you know Fuck it I'm, I'm gonna go where I'm gonna go uh, but they tend to be pretty smart about you know finding not just you know the place they want to go but the right fit for themselves and Josh um, I this is it looks like it's kind of created a little bit problem having you know Spencer Rattler young quarterback and then Caleb Williams signing. Uh, with a 2022 quarterback prospect, absolutely. I mean that that is a that's been an you know Oklahoma has been involved. Office obviously offered Ty Simpson long ago, kind of in that same timeline we we're talking about earlier with Brock Vandegriff and uh, Relique Brown. That offer happened way back then. OU's never felt like a huge contender, and now he's ready to decide. Uh, looks like it's going to come down to Clemson, Alabama. Uh, I mentioned last week. I think it's going to be Clemson, but it 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 seems close in his recruitment. Um, and then Connor Wigman was the guy that a lot of people had as Oklahoma's most likely, you know, target. And I think he was. I think he was leaning to Oklahoma prior to Texas A&M making their offer, I think, two weeks ago, something like that. And then last week, I think, was it during the pod or right after the pod? I can't remember. He committed. And, you know, I, I talked to some people immediately, kind of a, you know, well, okay, where does it go now? What, what's next? And it sounds like Oklahoma is entertaining the idea of just not taking a quarterback in 2022 uh, and being able to focus on, you know, I've already, we did a story earlier this week on Malachi Nelson, the uh, 2023 quarterback that OU's already offered. They've told him, we want you to be the guy. We're going to focus on you. Kind of the same stuff they told Spencer Rattler at, at a very young age. And, you know, we want you to be our guy. And Rattler bought in, never wavered, you know, just, just stuck with OU. Now, Rattler, I think, was a little slower to hit the national scene because he was out of Arizona, and this kid's from Los, Los Alamitos, um, you know, kind of Los, Southern California area kid, and already has a bang load of offers. So he is he is rolling, and um, I don't think it's going to be quite the same way. Oklahoma's really going to have to fight for him, but he is he is clearly in on Oklahoma. Wants to take a trip. Is kind of working on that already. So, like I said, it's possible Oklahoma just passes on a quarterback in 2022, 
Or, you know, maybe they get lucky and there's another Chandler Morris situation that arises late and they kind of find a guy they always liked and can take him. You know, it's funny with Wigman. I, I still, and I, I guess being on an OU podcast, there's going to be a lot of people that hear this kind of roll their eyes, but I still think that from everybody that I've talked to, they think he could be a first-round draft pick in the Major League Baseball draft if he really, really wants to. That That's always been my like, understanding is that... Was OU mm-hmm. that... A, of course they were upset they didn't get him, but... Were they really that upset knowing what they already have in there? And then you add in Mike <laughs> Bowen as well. Yeah, I mean, hey, guys, when when even Billy Lucci can concede that OU's quarterback room is fine with with or without Connor Wigman, that's probably a pretty good sign that it's it's okay. Like, you know, Oklahoma's going to have to learn learn to survive with Caleb Williams. I think they're going to be all right. Um, but yeah, you I mean, mean, dry fit Lincoln. Yeah, dry fit Lincoln got himself a five star last like, year. Like, so that is the, that's just so hokey. A and M like did that like that somehow an insult or is I even relevant? I don't understand the. I guess I just don't understand the dig. I guess you, you know the brand that every school in college football wants to be. That sucks. I mean, oh, oh you're moisture wicking Jimbo Fisher. I mean, is that what the the comeback is supposed to be? No, yeah. it's like I guess they're trying to say I tried to I tried to kind of explain this to people. I I guess the logic here is because OU talks about being a Jordan brand school so much, like that that is somehow an insult to call him dry fit Lincoln because he's like always focused on athletic apparel or something. That's all Jimbo wears is dry is dry fits. Well, they're Adidas sweatsuits. And Adidas. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's wannabe dry fit. (laughs) I didn't catch that. What was it? The stink of divorce. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't his his wife? I don't think I believe we need to level some... uh, those accusations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Allegedly. Eddie said I'm allegedly, so we're, we're I fine. I don't want Dominion, voting. I don't, I don't want Dominion coming after us, too. All right? Oh, God. I'm, but A&M people wouldn't do that. They're, they're not crazy like that. It's fine. Oh, there's somebody with time on their hands that probably will just file a lawsuit just to yes. file a lawsuit. That'll... That'll, you know. So, you know what, Eddie, much like uh, when you would talk about Michelle Herman, there's going to be just one long beep. I feel bad about Michelle <laughs> Herman nowadays. <laughs> I don't think she's doing so bad, right? Like, I mean, well, she's going to do a lot better when that divorce check yeah, clears. Yeah, I know. She, I mean, that, that buyout is going to pay off for her pretty well. Yeah, she was rooting for a big Tommy buyout. Um. Okay, so I'm sorry. I got us off track there. Uh, So, Transfer Portal. We haven't talked about uh, Big Cat. Well, we have. We always talk about Big Cat, but everybody wants to know what the hell with Big Cat. I mean, I know Bob was a big proponent of, you know, this should be the date that it should happen because classes start here. Um, And, Josh, you've been kind of banging that drum like, hey, this is still something that, that... you know they're working on making happen yeah you know and i know and i get it there's a fatigue to it that this has gone on so long i mean this was 
This was a guy OU was targeting before Wanya Morris, like was even in the portal. <laughs> so like this, this has just gone on forever. And from what I can understand, it's just admissions. It's waiting for all that to clear up. What I don't fully grasp yet is what it means is if he can be part of anything this spring. Because I know Friday was kind of the break date, and that was supposed to be, okay, you know, kind of cut or run. And what I understand is it's still a work in, the pro- a work in process. They're still trying to do it. So, And I, I haven't heard anything that like, okay, well, it won't matter until the summer. He can't be part of things until the summer. I have not been told that. Now, that is what makes sense to me. But I can't say I explicitly know that. So um, what I can say is that it sounds like it's turned to kind of the, you know, I I guess OU was due because Wanya Morris went pretty smoothly. I mean, there was a little bit of a lag there, but, you know, went fine. Eric Gray was the fastest transfer I've ever seen. And then you had, uh, I mean, once he finally made his decision. Yeah. And Keyshawn Loris went really smoothly as well. Yeah. this feels like Oklahoma's paying it all back in one lump sum. So, Big Cat, like I said, I, I've heard it's gotten a little crazy, a little weird, but my understanding is that he is still expected at this point in time to be part of the team in 2021. Now, when he joins the team, is up for debate. Like maybe he doesn't, he doesn't enroll this spring. Yeah, that that that's kind of the question to me. Which, like I said, yeah, I don't if, know if, how it works in the spring at this point. Yeah, if there was one person that you could do that with and feel confident it's a, it's a guy that's played four years of football yep. in college i mean yep and you're a rush in so mm-hmm. can i mean that's explain it to me like a five-year-old like what is when when it's like if it's academics i just don't understand like what the i feel like something like that should get done in the, a matter of four hours okay i mean well, think of sending it shit over think of it this way eddie it's in yeah, we used to deal with this a lot in the past. You remember what happened with Phil Lodeholt back in the day, Josh? Oh God! Yes. Like, like, there's always someone wants to like because tra- this happened with JUCO guys a lot. Like, requirements for schools in the SEC were different than requirements like in the Big Ten or the Big Twelve or the Pac Twelve. So, like, it's possible he he would not be considered on making you know progress towards a degree or something like that like he wouldn't be eligible uh because he didn't make the necessary progress towards so it's got to be something with credits or transferring uh not having enough hours in this or that or maybe not having these classes it's got to be something like that yep it's got to be something they're they're trying to find because i mean eddie you also have to remember a lot of times one school will offer a credit or a program that another school doesn't even offer, and how do you make that balance? You know, like how does he get that credit so he can graduate? You know, or, or do whatever he wants to do academically, so that he, you know, he can move to senior level courses or whatever it is that he's got planned. Um, when you run into those kind of problems, I think that's where it gets really hard, and you have to try to balance that out. Is you know, is our, you know second level economics course the same as auburn's you know secondary you know intro to business i mean like are those do those credits count equally for us as they did for them so i think i and again this is idle speculation i don't know that that's what it is but that's usually the kind of hang-ups like carrie was saying is stuff like that where you're trying to transfer you know kind of a a triangle to a square sort of situation i guess that makes sense i just 
So you're saying he's bad at math. This might this might sound <laughs> bad, but I would just think that like some of the classes that he's taken probably would line up with some of the other classes that football players take. I don't know. I don't necessarily <laughs> see him trying to get into uh, the Price Business School. You're telling me that a guy that legally changed his name to Big Cat, you don't think he's <laughs> he's doing macroeconomics? Is that what you're telling I mean, me here? Honestly, he, legally, he shouldn't even be – he shouldn't have to take classes. If you wear a single digit and you go by Big Cat, you should be free to roam around campus and just hang out until practice. You're Cardell Jones in it? I'm here, to, I'm here to, for football. Yeah. I'm, like I'm here to play football, not play school. Or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there it is. There it is. I couldn't remember it exactly. That's it. It's kind of like – Kenny Powers saying, I'm not trying to be the best at exercising. Yeah, guys, and I, I mean, we could get on that all day. I'm all for that. Like, if that's what you're there to do, fine. Like, don't, don't, like, fine. Like, the the pretense that most of these guys are there for their education is bull. Like, that that's Josh, fine. I'm still upset. I'm waiting on your uh, OU leading, you know, their GPA story. You haven't put that up yet. Uh, yeah, that's, that's in the works. That's coming any day now. The, the GPA, I, I don't even know what you're talking about. So that kind of tells you. You always get like the, uh, you know, the the email, the the PR email from OU every time the grades come out. Like they were, it was all on social media and stuff yesterday. But it's like OU is the highest GPA in program history, like three point one nine, which is fine because I sucked at school. But yeah, that's great. Um, I also didn't have tutors that were basically helping me. That were just work. doing their part yeah. and helping me to do all my work on my own yeah. is what you were going to say. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't realize something had actually been sent out. But, yeah, I, I'm, I totally know what you're talking about. But, I mean, 3-2, hey, that that's better <laughs> than a lot of teams. So no shame in any of that. And it's certainly uh, better than oh, plenty you, of semesters I had. Yeah, uh, me as well. Um, okay. Hey, want to remind you guys, Valentine's Day, or gals, Valentine's Day is coming up, and uh, our friends at Dead Soxy uh, have a Valentine's Day special going on right now. Uh, that's right, you spend uh, $25, you get free shipping. You spend $60, you get 15 bucks off. $90, $25 off. And $120, you get $35 off. You say, wow, that's a great deal. Well, Sooner Scoop will make it even better, because when you use your promo code BOOMER, you'll get a... Th- you'll get an additional 30% off the Valentine's Day specials. So, it, hey, look, just use Valentine's Day to your advantage if you're not buying this as a, as a gift for someone. Uh, splurge on yourself a little bit. And uh, Eddie, I'm sure, uh, I don't know if you've made your next rounds, but I, I've got my cart full. Uh, I've got to get some more dead Soxies in. Uh, now that it's colder, I probably need some more boardroom socks, too. I, the uh, no-shows are not doing it for me out with this weather right now. Well, I think the the perfect way to do that is just double up, and I've done that a couple times. I do that basically throughout the entire winter, and there's no better reason to do that than get, you know, just load up on dead socks. And then, of course, if you're going to be alone on Valentine's Day, treat yourself. There's no better way than uh, spending it on Sunday alone is by treating yourself with dead socksy. Little self care tip from Eddie Rodasovich. Absolutely. Go to Dead Soxy, D E A D S O X Y dot com, and use that Sooner Scoop code Boomer, 30% off your already low offer from the Valentine's Day special. And remember, as always, stay soxy. Eddie, I don't know how people are going to take the latest TikTok video that has surfaced. 
Oh, the uh, the the Eric Gray Wanya Morris uh, or Wanya Morris uh, TikTok that they put out in uniform today. Yeah, they must be getting their uh, mugshot pics taken for the uh, program and stuff. I would say, yeah, to go through all the trouble of putting on the uniforms, uh, I would think that, yeah, I would hope so. I hope they just or don't put just on their uniforms. They, just go to class on them. <laughs> they hope they don't put on their uniforms just to do TikToks. That might be a little... I could just see some people's heads exploding on the Crimson Corner when they see that video. Uh, I mean, if Eric Gray's going to wear zero, though, for the season, that's pretty sexy. I told you, I totally endorse it. It's a Running back wearing zero is pretty cool. And as Although Bob brought I'm, up, we've got two Tennessee guys wearing zero with Woody and, uh, unless Woody changes his number, with Woody and Gray. Maybe Perrion Winfrey asked Woody to change for his number. Well, Perrion was eight, wasn't he? Yeah, but he, if he, now that, I bet he chose that before he knew they could wear zero. Oh, you think, you think, per, do you, I mean, what, what is it makes you believe that Perrion wants to be zero? Because if you want to be a single number, you want to be the lowest. Oh, I want to be one. One's the money. One on a defensive tackle is ridiculous. That's amazing. It's ridiculous. That, tell me, okay, go back who to... Who was it? Florida State was like the first... They, they had the first guy to do that, and I can't remember who it was. Uh, Yeah, they had some guy... Um, hmm. I want to say like somebody named Phillips or something. I don't know. Yeah. It, uh, now, the the one I always think of is Jadavion Clowney is seven at South Carolina. I mean, that dude was just a badass. I mean, and he could wear any number he wanted to. Uh, he, I think the yeah, NFL I mean, should change the like, rules for him. See, you guys talk about Big Cat being sick, but he pulls that off just like Ronnie Perkins pulled off. I mean, they're 245. I mean, yeah. what was Jadavion? Was he 260? Is that what he played? Yeah, 265, probably somewhere in that ballpark, yeah. My God, uh, you know how many videos I have seen about Shane Beamer recruiting Jay. J- Jadavion Clowney, like that's all they ask him about. If there is anything uh, that's out that that Shane Beamer took from Lincoln Riley, I feel like it is have a very good video team that can yes. start igniting some excitement in the program because that's all they've done is just push. You know what he didn't take from Lincoln Riley? Uh, he staff. He no. Well, no. Fucking over the media. Yes, that's what he didn't take from Lincoln Riley. He does so many interviews, and there's so many. I've seen so much South Carolina stuff on my timeline, and he retweets it all. Like he's just a media blitz. And I, I mean, I understand it's going to be different when you're just taking over a team. You want to build excitement, but I don't think Shane Beamer's ever going to be like Lincoln Riley, where you just refuse to do media. No, I think in a way, I kind of think he enjoys it. No, I do. And he's good at it. it Is South Carolina has to do that because I mean, Mm -hmm. let's be honest. They're they're it's an uphill battle in that state. And also, guys, I mean, how much do you think? A, I mean, there's a couple things to consider. A, I think Lincoln Riley started off on a little different track than he's eventually taken. Oh no, Um, there's no doubt. When he was an offensive coordinator, he knew he needed to use the media. Yep. Uh, to to build his own brand, his name, his his his, his uh, reputation, uh, that's what makes me s- not pissed off about it. But that's what I find just ridiculous. It's like now that he's where he and that's how you know Lincoln Riley's happy. Uh, now that he's where he wanted to be, he's just like Fuck you, media. I, I don't have time for you. Yeah, I you know uh, uh, the other uh, the other thing to consider, I think that's interesting is. Shane grew up around it. Like, his dad was doing it all the time. Like, you know, he – so you wonder if they're just like, well, this is just the way it is. Like, the, like I think sometimes – 
Lincoln Riley as an offensive coordinator was, you know, uh, important, but nothing nothing like Bob. You know, like you were like, well, we got to get the Lincoln Riley press conference. You know, I was like, okay, we're going to talk to Lincoln today, that kind of thing. I think um, what I'm hearing here is, uh, Lincoln, it's been fun. Shane Beamer, you're our next head coach. Come on in. Wow. That happens fast. I mean, shit, I thought I was stepping out on a ledge when I fired Long Kruger at halftime of a game that they won last year in basketball. <laughs> You're firing Lincoln after uh, another Big 12 championship. No, I, I know I can't get away with that. Wow. Look, did you, me, lit- you, did you guys know, hear all those people just unsubscribe from the pod? This is, I this is know bad. when you can and cannot. And some people would say, I'll never fire a coach after Mike Stoops. I wouldn't sit, call for his head. Uh, but unlike some people, I know when to... Say someone should be fired. I'll just say that. Some people can't imagine who you mean. Hmm. No one can. Hmm. It's a. It's so secret. So veiled. Yeah. yeah. Total. What? I'll need some inner reflection on this. <laughs> Don't do it, Eddie. Stop it. <laughs> I coughed. That was a cough. <laughs> um. So yeah. It, no, but I. I uh, back to the 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 uh, TikToks. But yeah, I mean, uh, Eric Gray. I just think that. Some people are going to look at that and they're not going to understand it at all because they aren't on TikTok, which most grown men should not be on TikTok. I would, uh, you know, kind of agree with that. I have an account. I never use it. I think I've posted maybe one thing to it. I downloaded it last week finally, and then I deleted it this morning. I was like, I don't think I need this in my life. Like, I don't, I don't think this is bringing value into my world. I'm certainly not bringing any value to it. I think I'll keep you guys updated. I'm not a grown man, though. I think I follow Joe Bettner and Rivals. That's the only people I follow on TikTok. You don't follow Eddie? I don't post anything. I just yeah. I, just I know he's not there for content. Oh, no. he's there for content. I don't think it's you know content. There are content. a lot of whores on there. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Eddie's mom. She knows he likes boobs. I would think I'm, she's probably I'm done ex- that for pretty early. I feel age. awkward, and this is just on a Zoom. I can't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Moms know you like boobs. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Or, so about the transfer portal. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel awkward. It's really that awkward. I, I mean, it's really strange that we can make Eddie uncomfortable. It, I, it's not easy to do. I do feel awkward in saying that I, I feel kind of creepy and continually checking to make sure that Buki is still in the transfer portal. I know that I need to stop that at some point, but I just feel like if I don't, it's going to happen to where it happened when he entered and I, it kind of goes under the radar. Yeah, you kind of dropped the ball on that one. Well, because I thought it was over. I mean, school had started, for Christ's sake. Yeah. I mean, there's been no announcement that he's going anywhere. No. And Although, there hasn't even been any activity. The only person that I noticed he followed was a Miami defensive back coach. But, like, that's kind of the telltale sign, isn't it? When guys start following, it's like, it was yeah. like TJ Pledge. It's like, oh, he's followed half the Utah staff. I think that there's something there. Yeah. And players, too. I mean, is that, uh, is that I don't want to say it, but is that a, kind of a sign that maybe his trip to the portal isn't the all-inclusive trip that he thought it was going to be? I, you wonder about that. I mean, I think, you know, because guys, we were hearing talk that he knew what he was going to do. So I, it sounded like, I mean, the buzz that we were hearing was that he was just going to go back out to the West coast. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There and was a lot it, of Pac-12 it, talk, and it seemed to be like, okay, this is going to happen pretty quick. He knows where he's going to. He knows what he's going to do, and it hasn't happened. It it felt Chandler Morris Ian. Yeah, once you found out his dad was probably going to be the offensive coordinator, it kind of all made sense, and then it yep. happened. Yeah. Did Gary Patterson ever make a hire? I don't think he has yet. I think he has to make. He wants to make sure um, that Max Duggan is is locked in. I mean, did you see how high they are up on players that they've lost to the portal? Like, yeah, they have a lot of guys in there. I think like Western Kentucky no. is like last or something. Did he, they hire somebody else? TCU announces Doug Meacham as offensive coordinator and Kenny Hill as quarterback coach. Oh, I, I remember the Kenny Hill stuff. I do not remember that wow. Meacham is back there now. Whoa. That is crazy. And, and I don't think oh, yeah, that played right, out the way Cumbie they... Went to, Cumbie went back to Tech, right? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, they hired Cumbie after Boy, they got rid of I... Boy, if you had a little truth serum for the uh, Morris family, I'd be very interested to hear those stories. That is interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, Eddie, if you'd like to go uh, retire to your fridge for a moment, Oklahoma in game one, inning one, uh, Patty is up 13 nothing on UTEP with five home runs Holy in the first shit. inning. Holy <laughs> yeah, uh, they Before we started, I saw they hit six home runs. I think seven, <laughs> six of the first eight batters hit a home run. <laughs> Who are they playing again? I don't know if you guys saw the, uh, the quote that uh, Bettner put out from yesterday's like media session, but Patty Gasso basically said, uh, yeah, we're the best we've ever been in the outfield, and the infield is about as athletic as we've ever been. I think it was her exact quote. I mean, she said something like, there's not a single break in this whole lineup. And you're like, oh, my God. Because, I mean, she's not, I mean, she knows she's good, but I've never read her, like, flex real hard like that. But I think she knows this is pretty pretty legit group offensively. Oh, but, another home run, 14 nothing. Top of the second. What's, what is run rule in softball? Like, is it, isn't it, like, 15 by 5 or... Oh, sometimes like they that. have like seven no, after it's like seven five, after, after five, yeah. twelve after okay. ten after five, or something like that. I don't. Okay, know. Okay, I can't ever keep track. Yeah, might be eight after five. I can't remember. Oh, poor UTEP. Welcome to your softball season. You're going to get massacred. Are you watching it online? No, no. I'm. I'm just, I. Somebody posted it on the board, and then I started looking at it on Twitter, and oh, okay. uh, just kind of keeping track. So. Anyway, sorry, didn't mean to get up too much uh, softball talk, but we are a we are a OU softball pod, so we're now. Well, this year we are now a OU softball pod. Yes, yes, they're going to sure. kick the shit out of some people. Yeah, that's that's fun. Uh, well, we don't. I will say this: we don't. And some people are starting to get a little irritated by the fact that there is no Big Twelve schedule released yet. I will tell you this. I talked to Joe C. a few weeks ago, and I said, hey, um, you know, I'm just curious if you know anything about a timeline just because, you know, people are starting to get restless and, you know, you have people trying to plan, you know, weddings, thinking that there are a lot of people that hold off being married this last year. uh, And so they wanted to know what weekends they could plan for weddings. Like, do you have any idea? And a few weeks ago, he told me it would be the next week or the one after that. So... I would say if you don't hear anything by this week, by the end of next, I think you'll hear something by the end of this week. But if not, 
I think you'll get a full uh, football schedule next week. I don't know if that matters to you guys, if you care. Oh, I mean, I don't think it matters to me, but I think it probably matters to people that are trying to figure out if they can travel. I I don't know. I mean, we kind of kind of know the lay. I guess it'll be interesting when they put the Iowa State game, just because that could probably be a top five game at the beginning. You I don't gotta know, put that. Up. I mean, I know you don't want to have back to back games, but you've got to put that lit. You can't have that as you know one of the first three games of the schedule in Big Twelve. You've got to let it build. That needs to be like late yeah. October. Yeah. Uh, Carrie, have you heard any talk? I, somebody asked me, like, you know, what what the thought is on capacity next year, and I wondered if they would, you know, kind of like X, you know, maybe do twenty five percent again or whatever, and then say as well as anyone with vaccine, you know, like we we can accept anybody that's had that's been vaccinated. Yeah, um, I, I. It is interesting, um, because I. I just think it's I hate the, I hate the way people use it. it's fluid uh but I think that they they just are going to be on a sliding scale seeing you know how the vaccines go how quickly they go to where they can feel comfortable making a decision but that is the thing it's like I heard people talking about this the other day it's like are they going to give you something that shows you have been vaccinated so like you can show it to places or is that ridiculous anyway because people will just counterfeit them i mean uh so like you know it it to me i don't know how you make that work out uh but obviously some people are going to just not want to get vaccinated and i don't think you can as a public institution I don't know how much power you really have to say you can't come here unless you're vaccinated. Yeah, that that's, I mean, I, I would almost treat them as two separate entities. Like, okay, we can do 25% of whatever, and then we also have room for X amount of, you know, vaccinated people. That way, it's not you can't come in unless you're vaccinated, but at the same time, you 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 can well, you, get a bigger so crowd and like it's the, not at risk. It's going to be like a concentration camp for football fans. Like you're going <laughs> to separate like the west side or the vaccinated folks and the east side or those who refuse to get vaccinated. Well, you don't have to do yeah. that. If you're vaccinated, you're not at risk to them and they're not at risk to you. I think they already do that. Where? Even pre-pandemic. Well, that's just wealth. Oh. <laughs> That's, That's if you can true. afford a suite or not. That's probably true. But yeah, I mean, I, I, if you're vaccinated, yeah, you probably don't care. Although, I, I don't want to get in the weeds on that thing, but it's like you'd prefer that everyone be vaccinated around you because it's not like it's 100%. But then, you know, you're just not living your life, which is ridiculous, and I don't want to get into all that. But yeah, I mean, once I'm vaccinated, I'm not worried if I'm 95% affected or not. I'm living life true i tiffany has been unruly just lording it over all of us it's been awful <laughs> you know but i mean she that's refuses the thing about, to wash her hands it's, like, it's a whole thing that's the thing about it, though like you even if you like catch it or somehow if you're vaccinated like doesn't it keep you from your chances of being hospitalized or, or greatly reduced if you have the vaccination even if you catch the virus and it affects you I believe that is the case. I don't. I don't. I won't pretend that I know the exact details of that. But I. It feels like I've read that somewhere. Yeah. I mean, are we always just going to think about the pod in terms of 
your first reaction to the vac to the virus when it came out, like I think people are just going to remember that forever. And it's, they should because I deserve been to be ridiculed. So for many that. twists yep. and turns along, and I'm not trying to ridicule you. I'm just saying there's been so much that's happened since you came on and said it's the flu, like, and then the whole world shut down because that was yep. like before you know before. Rudy Gobert happened before, mm -hmm. you know, it turned the sports world on its head. Yep. It's just like, I think it, you know, back to your original question, like, I'm just really curious to get to a spring game. I mean, it's going to be late April now. Uh, how far, I would imagine we're pretty far along. Like, I, I, when I initially signed up, I was phase four, but then I find out I'm actually considered essential personnel because I'm in broadcasting. So I'm phase three, but like, I would hope by the time there's a spring game, they've gotten through phase three. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, th I, th I think that they will be. I mean, you look at the numbers right now, Oklahoma as a state is leading the country in administering vaccines. I, both my parents have got it already. Yeah. Yep. And my parents have gotten their first shots in, in sure. down in Frisco. Oklahoma catches plenty of crap. Yep. Hand that shit out pretty well. Yep. Uh, they. I mean, in a... A situation where just about every state, and I don't think any state should be like proud of the way it's gone because it just has been unorganized. But at the same time, there's a lot of challenges that people just don't understand. It's incredibly difficult. Even, like I said, with Tiffany getting hers, she's medical. Like she knows all the places to go and the things to do and the people to talk to. And it still is like, okay, I got to do this and then that. Like it, there's still a lot involved in it. So it, there's just a lot to kind of work through. Um, but, you know, the people I've talked to, it, it sounds pretty optimistic that June should be when you really start to see the tide really starting to turn. Like, you know, as far as numbers, you know, just everything should start to, I don't want to say normal, but start to calm a little bit and not feel like, you know, somebody walking around without a mask is going to, you know, kill a dozen people or something. and. Calm down, and people. I, just I, an example. I, I do, you know, I do think it's important to put this out there, and I don't care if people say, well, you're getting, you know, whatever. Um, I don't think this is political. The goal all along was to limit hospital or, or take, you know, mm -hmm. make sure that hospitals weren't overwhelmed. So, I mean, if you can catch the virus, you can catch the virus, but as long as hospitals aren't overwhelmed, that was the goal all along. It's not that... The goal was never make sure no one can ever catch it again or eliminate it completely. It was just about not overwhelming the hospital. And they've been overwhelmed for 11 months now. Yep. I mean, people get sick. Like that, that If you cut that out, hospitals don't have a lot of purpose. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's unavoidable. But you're right. It's just about making sure. Because, I mean, guys, there were days when, you know, Tiffany would go in and literally wasn't there was no way she wouldn't come in contact with someone. And now, especially, I mean, Houston's got some bad numbers, but it's starting to calm a little bit. You're starting to see the peak start to fall a little bit. And I know that's nationwide as well. So it seems like there's there's starting to be some light at the end of the tunnel again. It wasn't the no mask that killed everybody. It was the AR-15 that guy brought in. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, Eddie's going for multiple. Settle down, beepings. Marjorie Green. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I told Dylan Buckingham this morning that 
I need to find out who the Marjorie Green of Channel 4 is because we need to have an insurrection over there if Mike Morgan's wrong on Monday. <laughs> I think we are getting to the point where we can joke about some things, maybe. Uh, not, oh, not. okay. See, I had to look up who she was again because I don't... People, like, really don't believe me. Like, I don't follow crap like this. It's just off my radar. But I did get bagged by a couple of my buddies for not knowing who the hell Morgan Wallen was last week. That oh. uh, I, I caught some shit on that. Okay, Big 12 releasing schedule at noon. That's in today? four minutes today, yes. These sons of bitches. While they knew we were recording. Uh, Let's get some immediate schedule reaction. That'll be hot podcast air. Okay, I'm, I'm thinking just, I, I just, to win all the conferences. I just opened up another bag of worms. Murdoch, why did you get off the pod and put that on the board? You're holding out on us. You know something's going to come out. Didn't report it. You I, knew four minutes early. Uh, I'm just trying to make sure that Bob is, can get I'm off of baby duty for a second. Play nine conference games. Yes, for. <laughs> I, did, <laughs> I missed the intro. Did did we clarify why Bob isn't part of it? Like we're not just like shutting him out and he can't talk. Oh, he's on baby duty. I think I said that. I think I said. Okay, that okay. Duty. I just I wanted to make sure we hadn't just left him hanging. So, Bob has been uh, muted. We're just not allowing him to be take part. I'm sorry. Now I'm responding to people. It's it's a whirlwind of activity that's happening here. See, this is. I mean, this is going to be something cool. I I, I know a lot of people are like. Murdoch, what the f*** are you doing anymore? Like, what do you do with your life? Um, we have been kind of uh, working on, uh, for a long time, I've basically what I do is I spend money. That's that's kind of my job now. It's ridiculous. Can confirm. Uh, Josh can confirm. Uh, we're building up uh, kind of a way for us to, and maybe, I know some people talk about, oh, we're going to have uh, Sooner Scoop talk here for a minute. Uh, everybody's like, oh, why don't you put the pod on YouTube? I want to watch it on YouTube. Like, it, three people want to watch it on YouTube. Um, nobody wants to sit there for an hour. If you're going to watch it on YouTube, you're going to listen to it on YouTube. You're not watching it. I mean, who wants to sit around watching people on Zoom for an hour and a half? Nobody. Like, a hundred people. Because that's like you... And I've had this thing before. But what we are doing is... Hand up real quick. Yeah. Go ahead, Eddie. I think... I think I, I agree with your mentality and nobody wants to watch a, a podcast. I think we are that is one hundred percent an olds take. And I'm I'm right there with you. That you I that you to, want the podcast on YouTube? People are watching, I think he's saying he doesn't understand why people would, but people do. Yes. Like we are very olds when that comes to that. No, I mean yep. it's I not old, it's numbers. It's, as big as it is. it's numbers. Like yes, people watch Joe Rogan's podcast. But those are national podcasts. People do not sure. like go look at like Gabe's podcast and look at his YouTube numbers. It's not oh, good. Sure, sure, sure. Like, like and I'm, I'm not ripping on Gabe. I've told Gabe this. I mean, <laughs> I said I'm not. I'm not committed to you. What I am committed to is giving you guys content on YouTube. And because look, we don't. There's a there's a hole in Sooner Scoop, uh, in that. Other people fill. This is not porn I'm talking about. Um, All right, the schedule's out. Okay. Well, let's break it down. Let's 
I mean, let's get first reactions now that the schedule's out. Well, well, hold on, hold well, on. I want to see it for my with my own eyes before they just they released it. It's the big schedule. They just released the entire schedule. Not okay. Not week by week. Here's what only thing people care about: uh, OU schedule. So they start off Tulane, West Western Carolina, Nebraska. That's your non-conference. Correct. First Big Twelve game. September twenty fifth. West Virginia. Correct. Uh, and that is... This does not have home or road. This is confusing. Yeah. Uh, the, the, gray, the gray is road. Oh, okay. The really white. Nice. Excuse me. Fair the gray enough. is home. Sorry. Cream. The cre- yeah, because Texas is gold. Okay. So, okay. West Virginia is home. Because they were supposed to go to West Virginia this year, but didn't. Uh, then... Boy, a Kansas State game, second game, the one that sucks for them every year. That's the week before Texas. The week before Texas, and that is on the road. So they'll have to go to Manhattan, win there, and then Texas is the next week. Uh, and so we've got here no, no – there's – if you're looking for a bye, you don't have one. I mean, you play they Tulane. A, they have one on the 6th of November. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. But like I said, you start the season, you don't have a buy through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. You play nine games before you have a buy. Well, you've got Kansas well, on October twenty third. Yeah, week, right. The eighteenth. Yeah, there's no game there. Yep. The only Big Twelve game that whole week is Baylor Kansas. Eighteenth of what? September. Look at the very top of the the board. But I mean, OU's playing Nebraska that week. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. So Tulane's yeah, the even, fourth. I'm, Western Carolina is mm-hmm. the eleventh. Nebraska's the eighteenth. Then they seven days later they start Big Twelve play. So West Virginia, Kansas State, Texas, then home to TCU, at Kansas, then home to Texas Tech, at Baylor, and then. Iowa State at home, November 20th, no bye before that game, and they finish it off with Oklahoma State on the road, which has become pretty much tradition. I like that. So, I mean, I like that Iowa State is is late, like we said. You know, when we were talking about it, when the schedule wasn't released, I think that's a perfect time to have that game. They're your two favorites going into next year. Uh, and you can play, and then you get away from each other for a week, and then you would meet again in a championship. Any other thoughts? Sorry, I was uh, getting it up on the board and then on Twitter. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, I. how many weeks in a row do they play? Nine. One? Nine. So, nine. so they'll play nine straight out of the gate? One, two, three, four, mm-hmm. five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yes. Yeah. Now, this, I mean, the schedule isn't, it doesn't play bad for them because, like I said, you get through that West Virginia, Kansas State, Texas run, which is that there's, there's some challenges there. Then you've got, you know, TCU at home, at Kansas, and then, Texas Tech at home. Like, those are three games you shouldn't in all likelihood be playing deep into the fourth quarter. Like, those games should be over. And you have 
you have, I mean, the month of October, you get two home games. You get three home games in September, two home games in October, and one home game in November. So it's a little lean October, you know, on. Really, at the end of September, you only have the entire season. You have three at home and five on the road. Or one, you know, Texas is neutral. So that would be the only day. But at least the last home game you get is Iowa State, which could be a you know top five matchup, potentially. Well, and the worst part for OU is they play Kansas State early in the year, like I said, prior to Texas, and it's not even enough time for Skylar Thompson to get hurt. Like... <laughs> That team is – well, I mean, let's be real. That team's pretty competitive with Skylar Thompson, and without him, they are a shit show. So uh, They weren't really any good with him, though. I mean, the, I mean, what Kansas State has done to Oklahoma has been – it's been an anomaly, but it's been maddening. But it's not like they've been killing everyone else and they just happened to lose someone and – like, I mean, they beat Oklahoma last year with no secondary. They were all out because of COVID. Mm-hmm. It's been some weird shit, man. Well, and I mean, don't forget that. I mean, the Kansas State game is just the further away that you get from that. It's just the bigger the anomaly it was that you blow a 22 point lead with two minutes left in the third quarter. Even the most unlocked, supportive of OU fans, not, I mean, even Lincoln Riley had no leg to stand on to be included in the playoff because of that loss. There's just no True. way. There was no way. They were terrible, and you lost to them. Uh, and I will still maintain that K-State did owe you a favor there. You're coming off a huge Florida win, got a lot of momentum, <laughs> or you play Alabama. You should, just, you should literally get a drum that you can bang. I, hey, like, you know, I, like it the, is proof of my point. Do we think that Oklahoma team was better than Ohio State or Clemson last year? Uh, excuse me, Ohio Look, State or they, Notre Dame? We don't know. No. It's, we don't know. It's a fair point, Josh, but you have to admit, when OU beat Alabama, that was a big deal. When Texas beat Georgia, that was a big deal. It just so happened sure. that those, te- those teams came back and laid absolute eggs the next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what? But, I mean, so... That Florida win... Was it a big deal when OU beat Florida? It was as big a deal... Even if Dan Mullen tried to mitigate it? It was It was as good a win as... it. Was, I'll tell you why it was a good win. is because you beat a team, you beat the shit out of a team, but everyone knew you didn't really, really beat Florida because all their good players opted out. Except for the Yeah, I mean... Don't get me wrong. They were. It, it's not like it, if they would have beaten that team like that with Pitts and Tony and the whole crew. Okay, hey, go play Alabama. Fine. Yeah. Like maybe maybe you dissolve, you belong in that conversation. But at the same time, Alabama stomped better teams that were full strength. You don't. You, you were not ready for that. You weren't. Next year, maybe. This year, no. I, I just. I just, again hindsight being what it is. That was just a really good football team in 2013 for Oklahoma. They they, they it was they, when it was a, they had that win at Notre Dame. Uh, they used different quarterbacks throughout the season. That was just a really good team, and they actually had pretty good players on defense. 
But that 2014 team was terrible. And Trevor Knight that, was not a great quarterback. That 2013 team might have been the worst OU offense since the 2001 team that was just terrible, like couldn't do anything offensively because they couldn't block anybody. Yeah, I mean, it was just that that was painful. That was a painful season, 2014, to cover, to watch, all that. Um. So, yeah, I mean, there, there's your schedule. West Virginia, Kansas State. West Virginia home, Kansas State on the road, Texas in Dallas, TCU at home, Kansas on the road, Texas Tech at home, Baylor on the road, Iowa State at home, then Oklahoma State. And you know what? Out of all, after everything that we went through last year, I don't look at that. Well, Nebraska, too. You could say that's a Big 12 game. Um, after everything last year, I, this is the first year I don't look at that schedule and go, oh, what a shitty conference OU plays in. I still kind of think it. <laughs> but, I mean, I just don't feel it, like, in my bones, like, normally. Like, yeah. and I think we're getting further away from Nebraska and Colorado and whoever, and A&M and everybody else that has left to where it's just not, you just kind of, you know. And I think people have come to the realization that even in this league, if you just win, and you don't even have to win them all, but if you if you win... Most of all your, if you win all your games, you're definitely in the playoff. And if you lose just one, you got a shot. As long as you have a good out of conference win, which I don't know if there's one there next year. So I don't know if the this is the year. Scott Frost is putting it all together. Did you, are you just coming yeah, back from a? <laughs> are you just coming back from a barnstorming Nebraska? Alumni tour, <laughs> Sean Callahan speaks spoke at. Exactly. Well, I mean, he needed some Oklahoma perspective for how much respect there still is from the Oklahoma side of things. I, you know, I told him there's no question Oklahoma, Nebraska is a top ten program. There's just no doubt. And I got paid afterwards, so it was great. Everybody was happy. Uh, guys, I'm looking. I'm trying to, to find to Lincoln because. Go ahead, Eddie. Oh, I was just gonna say I'm looking forward to the trip to Lincoln. I've never been to Nebraska. I, I just I wonder if it's like everything is just stuck in the '90s. No, not really. I mean, they've got a nice little area near campus. A lot of cool restaurants and stuff. It's a pretty yeah. it's a pretty okay. decent place. I mean, uh, Lincoln's the a... softball team in the top of the third just set the school record for home runs in a game. They're up 19 to nothing. Oh my god, <laughs> it's amazing. By the way, Lincoln is a city. I mean, like it was the first city i went to that had like tall buildings and like you know just like a downtown like a real city downtown i saw a guy i think i've told you guys this before it's the first time i've ever seen a blind man get hit by a car and thrown across the intersection should have seen it coming <laughs> that was the problem actually he was doing all the rules right but it had just stopped raining and a guy in a camaro uh, was trying to beat the the light, and he slid on his brakes, and he slid right into him, just launched him. Was the last time you were up there the uh, was that the Indomitian Sioux game? Oh yeah, that was. I don't know what was worse, seeing a blind guy get hit by a car, or watching OU's offense that day. 
the way that Indomitian Sue is hitting people, there might have been some people that ended up blind by the end of the day. Like, by the end of that game, Landry Jones was literally just throwing the ball. It was like a game of 500. He was just throwing the ball down the field. There was no plan. There was no offense. I mean, it was an abomination. That would have been, would that have been 09? Uh, well, it would have been 10, right? No, because I guess 10, yeah, the 09 season. Yeah, 10, yeah, yeah. they went to, they, 10 was the last Big 12 championship game when they played Nebraska. Yeah, it was, it was 09. With the uh, incomparable Rex Burkhead who I will never say a bad word about on Twitter again. Super Bowl champion. Legend. Absolutely. Um, what were you saying, Josh? Sorry, I cut you off a minute ago. No, I was sitting there, and I was thinking about that West Virginia game. Did the old, did Darius Stills go pro and Dante came back? Is that right? The the two defensive I, linemen I, brothers that are really good? I honest, think I have not right. paid attention to that. I, I was it just got me thinking because I like I said that feels like one of those teams that like I said they didn't play Oklahoma so we didn't get to see them a lot you know or at least didn't really get to dig into them as much as you normally would and I'm I mean they're the two guys that stick out in my head but I think that's a program that's better I think it's in a better place than people think it is that's going to be a, a, a I mean it's a, a home opener. game you should yeah. oh yeah oh you should win that game but it wouldn't shock me if that's if it's interesting in the third quarter I mean they're they're I think they're moving in the right direction there Oh, out of all the new hires that came to the league, I think Neil Brown did probably the most with the least amount of talent around him, did he not? Well, remember, he also came into all that controversy where they had to fire Vic Coning, uh, and then a bunch of their players yeah. quit, and you thought, boy, that's defense going to suck, and they actually were decent. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't know because OU didn't play him, and when they went to Iowa State, they looked terrible. Uh, but I, that was the thing. If OU could have played West Virginia... I think we would have found out something about Oklahoma. We would have found out something about West Virginia. Because I don't know. How, I, at the end of the season, I don't know how good they really were. Yeah, West Virginia, what? They came back. Austin Kendall led them to beat the uh, Army in the bowl game, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he ever find a landing spot, Austin Kendall? I have not seen if he did. Maybe Western Kentucky? Everybody went there. They got a quarterback from somewhere. That was like oh, who, Western Kentucky? Yeah. They got they got the kid oh, from yeah, the Houston uh, from Houston Baptist. Baptist. Yeah, that's uh-huh. right. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, don't go there, Austin. Well, that was the running joke is that he'd come back to Oklahoma to be the backup. God, that'd be amazing. Well, now they got the Bowens kid, so they don't need him. And and then he comes in like, oh, you plays Ohio State in the playoff, and he comes in in the fourth quarter to save the day. That'd be amazing. I just like it's a Disney basic movie. Defense. Instead Hell of throwing yeah. footballs, he's just throwing double middle fingers at the Ohio State bench. <laughs> Doesn't even take snaps. I mean, they did not forget that when OU went there, they had put in the seats basic defense. That was two years later. Yeah, you didn't hear as much about it the second time around. No, you did not. So. Uh, all right. Well, and last thing I, you know, I'd, I'd started before the schedule came out. Um, yeah, we're we're putting together kind of our product for YouTube. So, um, and I said we we'd had a whole kind of we have a whole kind of in what we do, and that you know a lot of websites out there 
are just trying to aggregate news. Like they're they're f- scratching and clawing to get up their you know their Big Twelve schedule announcement right now because they like every time a little piece of news comes out, they're putting up a story. They're what we call aggregation or content farming, whatever. Like because we're a subscription website, we're not really that concerned about clicks. Like that's not how we make most of our money, but what we're going to do with our YouTube is when things like this happen, like the big 12 schedule comes out or, you know, uh, OU gets a commitment or, you know, a player transfers or something. We want to be able to kind of have us all come in and give you our take on, you know, what that is. And then have our YouTube channel kind of be where we aggregate stuff. Um, I know we've talked a lot about that, but if you guys want to add to that at all, Josh, if you want to add to that, feel free. Um, well, I, I'm the thing I'm most excited about is I didn't get a stair stepper, but I got a rowing machine. So I, I think I can probably do both is what I'm looking at here. Uh, pretty excited about that. But no, um, while you're no, doing I, YouTube I, videos, <laughs> there's a joke in there. Uh, but anyway, uh, no, like I said, I, I, this is something that we've wanted to do for a while. And I know Eddie and I, you know, had kind of have talked about this and, uh, Carrie is of course putting it all together for us. So, um, it's not going well. I'm just telling you right now. My brain is fried. Well, I'm, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the, you are, you get fried over the like, okay, got to do this, got to do this. All I'm looking at is, oh God, the numbers. Oh, that's expensive. That's, that's expensive. Yeah. So. That that's what I that's what makes me, uh, you know, kind of go too far with it. But now th- I think it should be really cool. It's something I think we can do a little more instant sometimes in the podcast. It, it, we can, I, I think there's some cool variety in some of the stuff we can do, and we see a lot of sites in our network do various stuff like this. And I think it, uh, you know, it just, it's more depth of content. It's just different stuff and different ways for various people to kind of consume our information. Plus, Eddie needs hate, more exposure. If you hate our faces, just get ready because it's not going to be a kind next few months. Yeah, Eddie really needs more exposure too. I mean, we just don't feel yeah. like he's getting enough. Mm-mm. He's been kind of slow. For his him. influences. It's just not what it needs to be. I don't think. Speaking of Eddie, uh, how are I mean? Are the plans in the works to you know retain the title? I mean, what are we working on? Uh, yeah, actually, you can go vote on 405.com right now. And, uh, Has it really you know, been a year? Yeah, trying to run it back a little bit. Uh, I can promise you this. Bruce Arians my attempt like at a second term will be better than the previous one. I don't even know who the oh, previous that... one was. Well, I mean, it was not his. Influencer. We're talking about president, but. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. And if not, we'll just storm the Capitol, see what Stitter's up to. Are you going to use the? You, we can't use the YouTube channel for you to go after Stitt. No, I do that every morning for four hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! All right, there's a joke that I won't make there. Um, guys, anything else that you wanted to bring up before we get out of here today? Kind of a weird week, just with no basketball. I know that uh, we're about yeah. to jump on a Zoom call with uh, Coach Kruger and. The Lou Hill stuff was just kind of incredible oh, to uh, unbelievable to just grasp. So, I guess so tragic. him and Pedro Gomez both on 
last Sunday, just terrible news. Uh, but, you know, obviously with the Baylor situation, it's kind of interesting just because they're not even going to get back out onto the court until like middle of next, like in a week and a half. So I don't know what's going to happen with the back end of the schedule, but big game for Oklahoma coming up on Saturday uh, with West Virginia, obviously on ESPN Plus. And it was good news that they moved the uh, OU Texas game over to ESPN, and that's going to be an eight o'clock tip off coming up here in, uh, Tuesday. I guess, what, a week? Yeah, week next Tuesday. Yesterday. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, you know, except for some of the cancellations, um, everything's been pretty good. I mean, the tech loss was, wasn't ideal, but at the same time, you know, OU is still, you know, hovering around that five seed, four seed. I mean, with a chance for four, I think the West Virginia game, you know, could be really, West Virginia kind of had their dip, but they seem like they're starting to kind of become that team that, people thought they were about a month in so uh that that's going to be a, a a crucial game if they want to stay up in that you know that uh four seed range i think yeah it, it's just kind of crazy too that like west virginia for the longest time and they kind of had that black eye with the loss in the sec challenge against florida and morgantown but since then they've played really good and that was a big win for them on uh tuesday night against tech down in lubbock chris beard's awesome too yeah that was pretty cool I, I love seeing the guy get on the floor and throw a tantrum. Yeah, I was a fan. Um, all right. I think that's going to do it uh, for this edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast. Uh, go check out the website. We'll have more on schedule. Uh, Bob's got a schedule story uh, up by the time you hear this uh, to get his uh, get the latest on everything going on. But of course, uh, Sooners Big 12 schedule, it's all announced. Uh, you can start planning your weddings, or you can start running from weddings. If that come up with your excuse for all those weekends for anyone that wants you to go to a wedding, fortunately, I'm going to be caught in a wedding. I think I'm going to miss with it. Who? Next year. My niece. Oh yeah, wasn't that the one that was going to be on Bedlam this? It was going to be on Bedlam this last year. Yeah, and then they I went mean, they ahead. They have every opportunity to be able to turn this thing around. Look, you they've the made it. Now. They've made it through 11 months. I think the wedding is probably going to be on. I mean. I think they've stayed together this whole time during the quarantine. So that is a long time to be engaged. Yes, <laughs> I think that they've won. I think they've won that race. Uh, yeah, I think they're going to make it. So um, we'll see what what weekend it is. I'm uh, Kansas. I'm going to tell her October 23rd is a great weekend to get married because that's when they play Kansas. All right, uh, that's going to do it. Uh, Thanks to uh, Josh and Eddie, and uh, Bob will be back with us again next week, I'm sure. Uh, Thanks to Dead Soxie, as always. Go check him out. Remember, the Valentine's sale still going on. What You can also apply your uh, Sooner Scoop discount to it uh, that we told you about earlier in the pod. So uh, that promo code, Boomer, right? Sooner, I can't. Yes. Okay, Boomer. Uh, I always screw that up at the end. I don't know why. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys back again next week for another edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast from Soonerscoop.com.